the end result was um, exhaustion, absolute exhaustion. And they were empty of life and totally drained. So it was no wonder that they were depressed and simply wanted to die. They had nothing left in them. And this is a story I hear all the time. It's um, because the body, you see, can only take so much. And after that, it actually begins to break down. You, you don't hear this term very often these days. But it was probably, it was pretty common to be told back in the day that someone was having a nervous breakdown. For me, it meant someone was just not able to cope. To, to crash into a wall of complete mental exhaustion, unable to do much at all. And I've been in that place, and it's like you're just feeling numb, you're feeling dead, feeling like you can't do a thing. And uh, a definition of nervous breakdown is that it isn't a medical diagnosis. It's, it's, no doctor's going to say you've had a mental breakdown, a nervous breakdown. But it's a type of mental or emotional health crisis. This is from the Cleveland Clinic. You may feel an overwhelming amount of stress, uh, anxiety or depression, and in turn, you're not able to function in daily life. You just blob. <laughs> well, the blob part was me, not the Cleveland <laughs> Clinic. But these terms, these days you might term it more as like burnout. Um, to describe burnout as like, but it's that zone of existence where you where you have just completely nothing left to give, nothing left to go on. And it's it's like a heap of metal on the side of the road, commonly called a car, but it's broken down, run out of fuel, blown radiator hose, and all the tires are flat. <laughs> it's just no use to anyone. And other than being an obstacle on the road to avoid and you feel like an old heap of a car pulled over to the side of the road and you've come to the end of your ride you're depressed to the point of wanting to die and look there's nothing new here people have had nervous breakdowns seemingly forever and it's about having the human limitation to our bodies of being able to cope with only a certain amount of stress there are no superheroes uh, you're not Superman or Wonder Woman. <laughs> Let's be honest. We have physical limitations to what we can and cannot do. And the wisdom writer of Ecclesiastes writes this reminder. What has been is what will be. <laughs> what has been done is what will be done. There is nothing new under the sun. Ecclesiastes 1.9. See, that is why I like to read the Bible and dig deep into the lives of mere mortals who, like me, have dirt under their toenails and they have faced um, life under the same sun that I face, the same sun that you face it, and have made the same mistakes that you and I make. And uh, the Bible has stories about real people facing real life situations. It's not a recipe book for the, the better life, <laughs> whatever that is. It's more a bibliography of vulnerable non-superheroes like you and me, okay? <laughs> That's how I see myself as a, as a non-superhero. But at some point, um, I think Elijah, uh, he was someone that was under the sun. I think he might have thought himself as some kind of spiritual superhero. But he too was made from clay. 
He's the subject of my, my top ranking blog post because he expressed words that thousands of people type into Google every day. The words, God, I want to die. And five words coming from a broken man sitting on a broken world experience. His feelings, body and exhaustion swirled down to express the bone dry emptiness of his life cup. But we can learn from Elijah. And here's a small portion of the story. When Elijah saw how things were, he ran for dear life to Beersheba, far in the south of Judah. He left his young servant there and then went on to the desert, another day's journey. He came to a lone broom bush and collapsed in its shade, wanting to, in the worst way to be done with it all. To just die. Enough of this, God. Take my life. I'm ready to join my ancestors in the grave. Exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Now look, I, I hear Elijah stories just like that all the time. And I have a phrase that I think might help. It's this, it's this phrase, break it down before it breaks you down. And recently someone emailed me about their breakdown. And I, I generally get about two emails each week from someone in the ditch. I ask them if I want to Zoom with me and if I can show them some help, help somehow. But this time I actually did something a little different. I asked them what had exhausted them. I got a response and this person had listed things such as relationship struggles, work issues and, and a few other things. And those items that I would consider very evident to a stress load. But what else could be happening for them? Probably hundreds of things were exhausting them, all of which had sub layers to their experience to the existence and all of which could be addressed and possibly problem solved and brought to a place of peace. But in this state of breakdown exhaustion, I, I would like to know one thing, just one thing, one thing. How are they caring for their body? That's it. How are they caring for their body? Uh, more specifically, I'd like to know about their diet and their sleep. How are they feeding their physicality with rest and with nutrition and, and water and, and that sort of stuff? Recovery from a breakdown or a burnout is a long journey. It's a millimeter steps of up and down, sideways, and what seems like um, at times a slipping backward. But the movement is always there. For Elijah, he fell asleep. <laughs> Let's read this. Exhausted, he fell asleep under the lone broom bush. Suddenly an angel shook him awake and said, get up and eat. He looked around and to a surprise, right by his head were a loaf of break, bread, <laughs> loaf of bread baked on some coals and a jug of water. He ate the meal and went back to sleep. He must have been tired and hungry, eh? The angel of God came back and shook him awake again and said, get up and eat some more. You've got a long journey ahead of you. So it's like to the fundamentals we return. Yeah. Are you sleeping and resting enough? Are you eating and drinking enough? What's your diet like? It always comes back to the body. You know, as I write this, um, as I wrote this particular post, uh, the dawn was breaking right here where I'm doing this podcast or blog. And I hear I, I heard bird song, and those birds had rested and slept. And they were now ready to proclaim a song into the world. 
You see, I, I start my day by going to sleep. My day begins when my position on this big round ball rotates me away from being under the sun. <laughs> I've eaten my meal of uh, baked bread and water as such, and, and satisfied, I fall to sleep, resting physically and securely, securely in the arms of spirit. Each night, I actually pray, I start my day by praying, come to me, spirit, surround me and hold me. I rest knowing I'm held. Eugene Peterson writes this, the Hebrew evening morning sequence conditions us to rhythms of grace. We go to sleep and God begins his work. As we sleep, he develops his covenant. We wake and are called out to participate in God's creative action. We respond in faith and work. But always grace is previous and primary. We wake to a world we didn't make, into a salvation we didn't earn. Evening, God begins without our help, his creative day. Morning, God calls us to enjoy and share the develop and develop the work he initiated. Eugene Peterson. Look, recovery from a bruising real-world experience uh, begins by checking our diet and our rest patterns. So how are you doing in those areas? Hmm? Perhaps you'd like to email me and let me know. <laughs> Barry at turningthepage.co.nz. Hey, here's some quotes. The pain of something old falling apart, disruption and chaos, invites the soul to listen at a deeper level. It invites and sometimes forces the soul to go to a new place because the old place is not working anymore. Richard Raw. And the best bridge between despair and hope is a good night's sleep. E. Joseph Cosman. Sleep is God's contrivance for giving us the help we cannot get him into us. He cannot get into us when we are awake. <laughs> George MacDonald. It is a common experience that a problem difficult at night is resolved in the morning after the committee of sleep has worked on it. John Steinbeck. A good laugh and a long sleep are the best cures in the doctor's book. That's the Irish proverb. Questions. One is, how exhausted are you? And two, what has exhausted you? Go, go deep. Go deep, not just the surface stuff. Number three, how are you caring for your body? How's, how's the diet? How's the sleep patterns? Are you looking after yourself and caring for those things? Love to hear from you. If you want to email me, it's barry at turningthepage.co.nz. And um, thank you to those people who support Turning the Page with a little bit of a contribution each month. It really does help and helps uh, reach out to thousands of people all over the world. Until next time, I pray that you would... Um, have a good diet and a good sleep. Okay, bye.